In the 10-year period from 2008 to 2018, wages in San Diego County increased just 2% when adjusted for inflation. That's according to an analysis of labor data by the San Diego Union-Tribune. And since annual inflation runs around 2%, San Diegans might have seen their financial situation deteriorate while staying at the same job. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Jennifer Vangrove, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Brittany Myling and Philip Molnar, you two collaborated on a story about wage growth, or the lack thereof, in San Diego over the past decade. So tell me how you approached the story. So basically what happened is uh, a few years ago, uh, Dan McSwain, who was a columnist here at the paper, and I had done a study where we looked at how wages had fared from like 2015 from 2005 to 2015. So we decided just to basically do a sequel, go back and see, okay, let's look at see how 2008 to 2018 went and see if there had been any changes. Because there had been a lot of talk of wage growth, especially really in like 2019, a lot of talk of national wages going up and the financial situation for a lot of Americans getting better. So we thought it was important for this Labor Day to just, you know, look at that data again and see what we found. And I want to I want to clarify too for our listeners too. So you guys are taking the data that's coming in from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, right? Right. And then you're adjusting for inflation. So tell me what that means and how. How how do you do that? That sounds complicated. It was luckily Dan, <laughs> who is still alive and living in Oceanside, <laughs> helped me a little bit on it, and Brittany as well. And what happened was we take the the actual San Diego consumer price index. That's the inflation for San Diego. So we took that, multiplied it by, you know, based on the CPI for a certain year and a certain year to come up with what that would mean for wages back in 2008. And then we compared that to wages in 2018. And then you can kind of see from there how much wages actually went up for that particular job category. Okay. And so I was struck in looking at everything by the, the the relative overall wage growth of 2%, right? That's what you guys found. Mm-hmm. Um, put that into context. Me, Obviously, wages have gone up more than 2%, but that, that adjustment for inflation, which considers, you know, explain that all to me, um, brought it brought it back down. Yeah, definitely. So when you actually look at the numbers, it, it would appear that wages had gone up 23% in that 10-year period. But when you adjust it for inflation, that drops all the way down to 2%. So it's kind of like you're always in fighting inflation when you're gaining wealth or anything you're doing. You know, I mean, there's always like all these like uh, I've been listening to a lot of like financial podcasts lately that tell you how to invest your money. And it's like you got to beat inflation. You got to beat inflation. And it seems so true of wage workers, which the majority of us are, you know, fighting this this rising tide of inflation every year. So basically, if you're not getting like a three percent raise every year in San Diego, you're kind of falling behind. That's horrible. I mean, that's ter- that's terrifying. We, we all work together. We could say we're not getting a three percent raise every year, so we're all falling behind. But actually, that that kind of brings me to my next question. So, who's actually doing well um, as a result of um, the the changes in wages over the past ten years? Um, one of the big the big groups that kind of popped out at us was the the tech workers, and I don't think that will come as a surprise to anyone. 
um, in all major markets, even the smaller secondary markets, uh, smaller cities, they're seeing wage growth in uh, technology workers. So here in San Diego, that means like software developers, computer network architects, those kind of jobs. They saw a 9% um, bump to their wages after we adjusted for inflation. So that's pretty significant. And these are high paying jobs. They're like approaching six figure salaries. So that that was a pretty big deal. It's also a big chunk of workers, fifty over 50,000 people. What I thought super interesting in, in reading the story, though, was like, so you have these tech workers who are, are doing really well, but on the flip side, science workers aren't, right? Right. So that was that was a big surprise for me, too. I used to write about the life science industry, and so it was, um, you know, touring companies all the time, talking to a lot of industry groups that would promote the science industry as this being, you know, a big economic driver here in San Diego. And and that's still the case in a lot of ways. But I was surprised to see that the workers that are actually um, what they call on, on the bench, you know, like scientists in laboratories, chemists, biophysicists, those kind of jobs, they saw um, a drop in their wages over the last 10 years. It's uh, down 2% for them. Um, still a high paid uh, group of workers, but they're just not, their wages aren't keeping up with inflation. Do we know why? So, yeah, there's a couple of factors there. Um, automation is is part of it. So something like like chemists, that job, um, it's actually seen a drop of 23% in their wages. Um, that's because a lot of chemistry is math, and that, that work can be done now by software. That's also probably upsetting for the chemists. Yeah, I know. You go to school for, like, the most highest skilled profession possible, and you're still losing. Like, I don't get where you're supposed to win in all this, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, Brittany, is there a distinction, too, when we're talking about science workers? Is there a distinction between, you know, um, the people who are, are doing the lab work, maybe, and the executives? Is there a distinction in how you guys looked at the data? So are we maybe not seeing the full picture, like, the executives are doing okay? Because we have this huge, booming biotech life science industry. So I, I'm quite surprised because wasn't the average salary somewhere around $86,000? Mm-hmm. 80, 84000 84. And yeah, you're right. It's it's just looking at these actual like science workers, not necessarily those in management or executives. Those were different uh, job categories. Phil, do you remember the CEO um, changes? Yeah, actually, that was surprising. Chief executives actually went down by 3%. Um, but you can see back in 2008, the annual average wage for a chief executive was about $191,000. Oh, too bad and, for them. And uh, now it's about 224720 mm. So they're struggling. So, yeah. <laughs> so if you say their wages went down 3% when you adjust for inflation, you have to just keep in mind it's not as impactful probably as if you're like a food worker or mm-hmm. an elementary school teacher like – those things probably, it's all kind of relative. Did we look at food workers and elementary school teachers? Yeah, those were the two big standouts. Um, I, I guess I'll get into elementary school teachers first because they saw their wages drop by 11%. So they were the hardest hit of any of the categories we looked at. And, you know, part of that reason is um, a lot of the unions in town agreed to suspend wage increases that were set into their contracts during the whole Great Recession because school districts were really suffering during that time. So they were like, okay, we'll work with you and we'll suspend this. And then after a couple of years, they've increased it. But unfortunately for those teachers, you know, we hear it all the time that because of housing costs, other factors of living in California, they can't really live in like the school district that they teach in a lot of the time. So that that's sort of a sad thing. But another thing 
about school teachers that we ended up finding out in our reporting was that sometimes they have like really links to union negotiation have like fantastic health benefits. Uh, San Diego Unified, um, a lot of their employees have full health care, 100% covered, along with dependents. And so just so I'm clear and so our readers are, or listeners are clear, um, it, it benefits then aren't part of the calculation that you guys looked at? No. Okay. No. This is just straight wages. So I think a lot of times, even when we're talking about this story, it's important to keep in mind sometimes benefits might be better or worse. I think it kind of cancels out. But in the case of teachers, especially with such a low drop in wages, it's important to keep in mind that they have this like gigantic benefit. A lot of them do, not all of them, but a lot of them that are in these unions that have fought real hard to keep those health care benefits, they're saving a lot of their money compared to like just so many other occupations. Tell me about the food workers. What did you find with them? Well, it's, it's restaurant workers, not necessarily just food workers, but what, what did you guys find? Um, so that's like, you know, chefs and servers and even dishwashers. Um, and we found that they actually saw the biggest overall jump in their wages after inflation, up 14 percent. Um, now, you, you have to kind of keep in mind that they're they're not in the, the high earning category. So their average wage is like twenty nine thousand um, dollars. But that's still a significant jump. And it's mainly attributed to the, the rise in minimum wage over the last few years. And does that do we know if that includes tips or not? <laughs> it depends on if the worker claims their tips. I see. Okay. Yeah. So if they're claimed, it's a part of the formula. Right. If not, then we don't know. Right. Yeah. And I actually talked to a, a, a restaurant worker who's been a server for like over 10 years now. And he he was big on that this, isn't ha- this hasn't really been a noticeable change for people in his world. Um, the, my favorite quote that he said was, no restaurant worker has gone from not saving to saving in the last 10 years. So it's still it's still difficult for them. Yeah, I mean, $29,000 isn't, I mean, what do we know, sorry, what was the comparable from 2008? Do we know that number? Okay, so yeah, basically they were making an average annual salary of 21270 and now it's up to 29270 And is that, that's adjusted for inflation? Yeah, yeah, well, adjusted for inflation, that comes out to about, uh, four, if you adjusted for inflation, their wages from their wages in 2008 would have been like 25,690 Okay. But now their wages are like 29,270. And what percent is that? That is a 14% jump. Okay, so that's huge. Yeah, yeah that that's is huge. huge. And you know, a little interesting wrinkle there is what we found is that you know, there was a lot of talk when about raising the minimum wage, particularly in the city of San Diego. I remember a lot over the last couple of years, like you're going to raise these wages and we're going to be shutting down our restaurants and there's no way we can survive. And believe me, I've seen a lot of restaurants close and all that stuff. But the crazy thing is in this 10 year period we looked at when this huge wage increase was going on, um, the the category added 20, more than 25,000 jobs in San Diego County. So food work is actually growing substantially compared to all these other categories while the minimum wage continues to increase. So the the naysayers and, you know, about the minimum wage, this might sort of hurt their case a little bit. So just important to note that. That's all very interesting. I'd love to know, you know, you guys put this story together. The, I mean, the data aspect of it is is unique to the Union Tribune, so I want to make sure our listeners gather that. They read the story. They know that you guys kind of worked your butts off on this. 
Um, what are some pieces that didn't make the story? Like what will people be surprised to learn maybe in listening to this podcast? Um, I think one thing that jumped out at me was that um, policemen and firefighters had flat I was just going to say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, what? What was that? I missed it. This well, go ahead, Brittany. Yeah. Just that they had they had flat wages. So flat. I, yeah, I think it was zero percent, right? Like close mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, firefighters had a zero percent, so they had no wage increase when adjusted <laughs> for inflation. And police officers and sheriffs, patrol officers, were up one percent. And it's so wild because we hear so much about extreme firefighter overtime, and when you look at their wages and all that stuff, it just seems like. Sometimes, and how much of the city budget goes to firefighters and police? I think there's a, there's a huge perception out there that we maybe don't talk about a lot that law enforcement and fire are just way overpaid. But it's crazy to think that, like, yeah, they their their wages are totally flat when you actually break down the data. What's do we have the number? Yes, we do. So firefighters, there if you adjust for inflation um, for 2008, they were making about sixty eight thousand dollars a year. Uh, sixty-eight thousand two hundred thirty-seven, and now they're making about the exact same amount, sixty-eight thousand one hundred. Wow. So their wages went down slightly. Wow! And then police, interesting enough, um, this is another case of they're kind of higher paid. So maybe don't shed too many tears. But if you adjust for inflation back in two thousand eight, they were making eighty-eight thousand three hundred three dollars, and now they're making eighty-nine thousand three hundred seventy. So not, not a much huge change. change. Yeah. yeah. And I think a, another thing you had mentioned, things that didn't quite make it in the article, it was in the article, but maybe not as prevalent, is our local inflation rate is based on just about everything you can imagine. It's based on housing, gas prices, energy, food. So when we talk about inflation here, it also takes into account like rising housing costs, which is a huge part of eating away at those wage gains right now. So I tried to talk to someone from the Chamber of Commerce sort of about this, you know, and I kind of was like sort of fishing almost for him to say something like, yeah, this is just not right. These wages are not growing enough. Like, look at these numbers. This is makes me sick. (laughs) But instead, his kind of take was like, oh, this is all housing cost fault. Okay. And it's not he's not necessarily wrong because like in some cases, like when we look at the inflation rate for like certain time periods, like housing's like 40% of like the reason for the inflation rate. Sometimes it's different. Sometimes it could be gas prices or something, you know, that we're, we're noticing. But uh, yeah, he kind of he has a point. I think that's really, uh, really eaten away at the uh, wage gains of San Diegans. Phil, Brittany, any last thoughts here? Okay, one last thought. Okay. If you're a media worker, and if there's any media workers Uh-oh. out there uh, like us that listen to this, is, okay, our wages were essentially flat. But one kind of thing interesting I found when I looked at the 2018 data and kind of broke down by position, it was like, it, it was showing, and this gets kind of complicated, but like something like 200 reporters and then like 600, almost 700 editors. Is, yeah. But I think that's more like different types of editors than what we're thinking, but Either way, there there was triple the amount of uh, public relations people Ugh. compared to reporters. That's heartbreaking. And when you think about it, you know, public relations, their job is, they would argue it's probably bigger, but whatever, just get me in trouble. But <laughs> a, a big part of public relations is getting a reporter to report on the story you want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty 
hard to look at those numbers and realize how outnumbered we are to those people compared to us. Like public relations people help us get stories that get us in line with, you know, who we got to talk to, et cetera, et cetera. But there's another aspect of it where they're trying to, in a sense, influence the news. And it's sort of tough when we're the people writing the news and we're so outnumbered. So that was something that really struck me in the data. It, I don't think it matters to the average listener, no. but any of our media people out there, <laughs> if you start feeling like you're kind of outnumbered by PR people, you it's are. because it's you because greatly you are. are. <laughs> and the numbers show that. So, But we still chug along. <laughs> yeah. On that note, Phil, Brittany, thank you for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. In other business news, insurance giant United Healthcare says it's found a winning formula for getting people to take six short walks per day. The company's motion insurance program requires participants to wear fitness trackers and share that data with the insurance company. In return, they get a $3 credit in a health savings account when they walk. As a result, participation levels have grown from the mid-single digits to more than 30%. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. Our creative director is Beto Alvarez, and our digital editor is Ricky Young. This podcast comes together with support from our creative studio and reporters throughout the newsroom. You can support our journalism by signing up for any or all of our print and digital products at uniontrib.com slash subscribe. Until next time. <laughs>